Yeah, it's 12.25. This is RSN Central with Gareth Hall. It's now time for Gate Speed on this Monday morning. And it's a pleasure to introduce for the very first time on RSN Central, Jason Bonington <laughs> and Blake Redden. Good morning to you, boys. Good morning, mate. It's Monday afternoon, Gareth. Oh, but yes. I'll tell you what, it's been a busy, frenetic start for you. It feels like <laughs> Grand... It should be called RSN Central. It's like Grand Central Station here. There's movement, there's buzz, there's <laughs> atmosphere, Bakes. It feels... I don't know, the electrons and neurons, they're, really, they're bouncing at the moment. Yeah, Bakes, can you explain that? Because what, I don't know what, what Bakes the, is. Look, we, all we know is... <laughs> no nicknames it. on this show, brother. Un, well, unfortunately, I've been doing it for a fair while. Well, so we've got to stop. We're no, going we'll, to get the bad habits out of we'll, you. We'll keep it going, or I'll give you one, Gareth. So he's called Bakes, and that's what we're going to... You can call him Blake if you like. Okay. It's close enough. Whatever you like, Gareth. All right, Whatever Blake. you like. Um, did you enjoy Maryborough? One of my uh, favourite days. Yeah, no. I thought I know you had a lot of preparing to do for today's show. I would have loved to see you out there. It was terrific at Maryborough. Yeah. Big crowd. Les Chapman, of course, who's run the club for a number of years there. It's his last carnival. He's winding up pretty soon. Not his last meeting, but his last carnival and some magnificent racing bikes. Headed up, I reckon. We'll talk about it soon, but Majestuoso's performance in the richest race in the program. Uh, the Victoria Trotters Derby, something to behold. It was. It was a massive performance, but as you say, we'll get to that in the rundown. Mm. Five things we learnt. We'll kick off with Ultimate Colt Cruises home in the Redwood, boys. A wonderful performance, and those... Famous stride horses, they make mm-hmm. another impact on such a big day in harness racing in this country, and especially on Redwood Day. Yeah, man, when you were uh, when you were in Sydney, you would have spent a lot of time with Emilio oh, Rosati. Leviathan owner, just about as big as they get. Back-to-back Redwoods now after winning with Emerald Stride last year. Bakes, and look, it has to be said, look, I was very confident Ultimate Stride would win the race. The Kiwi coming over here was terrific, winning his first up run in Australia. But I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for a but who's won more Group 1 races than anybody else in Australasia. I'm not sure he would have won the race. It was just a perfect steer. Got him into the right spot, avoided the early gallopers, and then made the move at the right time. Yeah, and I I suspect he had something in hand at the end. He never really got to the bottom of him. I don't think he was just keeping him in stride and uh, and did enough in stride. Uh, ironically to nice to uh, to get the better of his that a bid. So, yeah, it, I think it was a little bit softer than it looks uh, first viewing. Beautifully bred trotter as well by Love You out of one of my favorite trotting mares in uh, one over Kenning. Mm. Phil Williamson prepares ultimate strides, had mm. wonderful success with that family and gee, he's mm. a wonderful trainer of a trotter in Kiwi land. Yeah, some, who was mentioned saying he was the number 1? Uh, that's a great question. It might have been David Miles. David but, Miles. Yeah. I think he is. Oh, look, I mean, I mean, it'd be, it'd be pretty uh, at the top of the list there. I mean, when you go back to Chris Lang's achievements, Paul Nairn over in New Zealand. I know he trains a smaller team, but the success he's had, obviously. He's a little bit quirky like you, Paul Nairn. Uh, yeah, we both we we both end up sleeping in some strange places. He <laughs> sleeps with his horses, apparently, every now and then, uh, Paul Nairn. But, <laughs> Sometimes uh, you have too, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> well, I've, I've found myself in places that I, that I never knew I'd get to. But, look, there's a lot of great trotting trainers out there. Phil Williamson's one of them, and he thoroughly deserved when he was really relieved i know emilio can be a um he's a very present ubiquitous owner he he, he hangs around the stalls and he's very close to the horses that he owns but i think phil williamson was pretty pretty relieved to get the win in the group one number two in things we learnt on gate speed on this monday afternoon majestic performance gives exciting gelding his first group one blake yeah probably a shame he's not a cult majestuoso because the way he won the Victoria Trotters Derby, and we'll speak to Andy Gaff later, hopefully, was, uh, well, it was some sort of win. He, he won the trial of this, uh, uh, well, essentially a trial a week ago when he came off a slow speed and came wide on the track and out-sprinted them. They went a bit more uh, quickly in front this time, and he just unfilled an, uh, you know, an amazing run. He put them away 
a long way out, Bon. And I don't know what your thoughts on the performance were, but uh, I, he couldn't have been more impressive to my eye, Majestuoso. Look, I'm, I'll, I'll give up a secret here. We've got a little WhatsApp group going, as you do, and you're just chatting a few months yeah. ago. We're talking about Alpha Male after he, won, oh, the, he after he won the Need for Speed Prince. And I think that the question was posited in the group, just to tell you that we're not just talking rubbish all the time. Who would start favourite? Trot's life. Who would start favourite out, out of Alpha Male and Majestuoso all the way back then? And I certainly was of the opinion that Majestuoso would hold his own in that market. A couple of other people in the group weren't of that opinion. But yeah. I think right here and right now, if they met... Now, we don't know where Alpha Male is exactly, but um, if they met, Majestuoso would just about start favourite. What he did yesterday, coming from near enough to last, unbelievable. He's only a pocket rocket. He's only a little pint-sized fella, but he's got that speed that very few square gators had, and we saw it. So he's the one to beat in the crown. Uh, hopefully there's no problems between now and then. I can be your hero, baby. Now, Majestuoso was my hero from today <laughs> because I love exciting standard breads. He's only small. There's not much of him, um, but boy, he can sprint. And as you lads would know, in harness racing, it's very hard, and in, in especially in the top company, to come from the back of the field. And that's what that little trotter did to dominate a derby there yesterday. When you were pointing at Mikey then, the panel operator, yep. and, just, and, and just asking him for something there, I was wondering what it is. Then I heard the song and I thought, Mikey's pressed the wrong button. No. And, uh, I mean, critically, I'd like to know how much discussion there was between that song and Mariah Carey's hero for what would be the little... Okay, tough but, one. Um, Mikey, uh, cho- Mikey, did you... Just- you decided I, on that. In our yeah. WhatsApp group. Yeah, I yeah. decided yeah. that was uh, a little bit more funnier. No, I, I, massive I like it. Gesture, so anyway, he, yeah. and, and he is, he is uh, when he won the way he did yesterday, like I say, as we head towards the Breeders' Crown, it's very hard to work out how anybody's going to turn the tables on him. Liberty Stride will stay here, though, and of course, yeah. she gallops at the start, so she'll improve on that. Things we learnt, number three, Valley Veers back on course with a commanding win. Yeah, well, he sort of, uh, well, he had that week off, didn't he? going back a couple of weeks ago when he was scratched from a race at Melton. But um, he's back, Tornado Valley, and that was some sort of win on, on uh, the weekend. Bond again, great drive from Kate Gath. Just put him in the race at the right time, and he was far too good. Track record time. He, same situation, Gareth. I mean, how do, they, how do they turn the tables on him? We know he's not going to travel. He's a bad traveller. They can't take him back to New Zealand. They can't even take him up the road, no. really, to New South Wales for good, for any races up there. So he's going to just be a Victorian force. And he's going to, like, he's already been Keystone Dell, like, to some degree. But you just think, how are they going to beat him? That was their opportunity. Big Jack Hammer in front. I thought McLovin um, was going to beat him. You're all about McLovin, weren't you? Oh, look, I, I, McLovin is friendly fire, probably is the closest. And McLovin would have to be in front in a race. But the way Tornado Valley won going track record time, I, I, I can't see anybody turning the tables anytime soon. Now, the fourth at Cranbourne is not far away. Georgie Ferrugia has been right on the money, but he just hasn't been able to get over the line first. And he likes the four here. Um, race four, number four, Princess. Get the favourite beaten. Princess Pulse. 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 So three forty. The odds on favourites at a dollar forty-five. Black at the moment. Get that beaten. Kick yeah. that out. That's um, Island Cruiser. <laughs> Craig Evans is with the six, <laughs> but we're all over Princess Pulse. Go you good thing in the fourth at Cranbourne over the five twenty. Here is Craig for his description. A race yeah, four from Cranbourne. Now they are being caught up for the uh, tab.com.au. Island Cruiser placed in town at Sandown three runs ago. Placed here last time as the uh, favourite and a dominant favourite at 145. Princess Pulse, the only other one under double figures on the fixed at $3.20. So we're almost set to go. The first circle race of the day, 520 metres. Island Cruiser out in six as the favourite. 
Racing Island Cruiser began reasonably well out wide, driving up Victor Leone and also Princess Pulse between them. It does get a little bit hectic into that first corner and coming out on top, Victor Leone, led by a half-length Princess Pulse. Island Cruiser up on the outside, 3-2 Our Centurion. A gap, Sweet Gabriella and Galloping Blue Boy at the rear. Princess Pulse went to the lead down the side, gets clear of Victor Leone. Island Cruiser begins to wind up with the leader kick well clear. It's Princess Pulse, the front runner. Island Cruiser ran to second, but Princess Pulse over Island Cruiser. Next to come across the uh, the line was Victor Leone, then Al Centurion finishing on OK with Sweet Gabriella and well-beaten Galloping Blue Boy. The winner's time there, 30 and 87. That's what we do in RSN Central. We tip you winners at Cranbourne mm. Dogs on a Monday afternoon. Well under Georgie Boy, Princess Pulse, $3.90 in the end and $1.50. They disrespected him. Because it drifted late. Island Cruiser, $1.10. No third dividend for the three. Fourth home, the five. They've gone 30 and eight there. Dividends on the third. Baz the Rocket, 480 fixed. 490 tote, 250. The place. Blue lead, $1.40. Aeroplay missed. No third dividend. Madness was fourth. That was the seven. Quinella, 4 and 8, 360. Exacta, $10. Trifecta, 4, 8 and 1, $73.30. First four, 4, 8, 1 and 7, mm. $173.70. And the double, 7 and 4, $34.30. This is RSN Central. You're with Gareth Hall. Now Blake Redden and Jason Bonington because we are in the middle of gate speed. This is our harness racing segment every Monday. We're talking about things we learnt up to point number four, and that's Wobbly, one of my favourites, back at the races, and boy, Wobbly was impressive. I thought he was impressive. Uh, you, you, uh, but I, I can read the question you've written out here, Bakes, and the question mark tells me you didn't think he was impressive. Well, that's not How true. impressive was he? But I, I, I thought he did everything he needed to do. Um, he ran off the arm. He didn't blast off the arm. He just worked his way to the front. He kicked clear for home, and then I just got a funny feeling he thought his job was pretty much done. They came at him late. Our Thunder Buddy was a big run. I think it probably made the win of Wobbly look a little bit less dominant, but um, two-year-old Victorian Trotter of the Year, three-year-old Victorian Trotter of the Year on on track this season as well. Yeah, and I guess the other thing is that probably in his three-year-old career, he wasn't as dominant Mm -hmm. as he was at two, so... That's fact. Yeah, so I guess time will tell with him, but good to see him back from injury. Uh, It was a sound win, and, and we'll see what he can do going forward. How far can he go? Yeah, look, he's got to be. He's, he's got well, to be. You're not a fan, Jason. No, no, I'm a fan. Look, he's one of those trotters, Gareth. Um, don't put words into my mouth. It was a very, very good juvenile. He, as uh, Bakes outlined, he was better a, than very good. Well, he was an outstanding two-year-old. He was a very good three-year-old, and he was probably one of three who were in tight competition for Victorian three-year-old trotter of the year with stress factor and anywhere Hugo. And now he's got the opportunity to stamp his imprimatur again. I, he was always unbelievably professional. Now he's got to step up to the level where yep. he's tackling really, you know, open-class trotters in not too long. So hopefully he can go well through the Breeders' Crown Series and then we'll take it from there. Now, Melton, on uh, Saturday night, it mm. was the Aiken Kima show there at Melton. Dominating proceedings. Unfortunately for Bakes, yeah. Um, oh, why unfortunately well, for, for He's very keen on four big men, but um, Malcolm's rhythm got well, the job done. Uh, it, it, the map just didn't work out. That, that, that happens in life. But... Uh, Aiken Kima mm. were very, very good. They had, they did have a day at Raptors Flight. Looks a nice horse. The track was on yep. fire. They were running some serious time. Sub one fifty three over the short course for Raptors Flight. So he looks like a nice horse, Bakes. Max Delight did something similar, which we know he's a very good horse mm. already. New South Wales Derby winner. So uh, yeah, I think it was a treble for for both Aiken Kima and um, you're right. Malcolm's rhythm did break my heart a little bit, but we move on. Brody, what else heart. do we do? Okay. And what about that free for all win? 
Yeah, Phoenix Prince, I think he's really starting to establish himself at that level. Uh, he led, uh, he dictated, dominated, and uh, too good for rack up Tiger Pie. But I guess under the circumstances, Bond, that's what you'd expect from him. But a good effort to be able to hold Audi here. Like, Audi here's a really yeah. quick beginner. So you yep. burn early. The hardest thing to do in harness racing in 2019 is burn, spend all your petrol tickets early, and then have something left at the end of the race. Even if you get a breather... You it's know, too late. Michael Guerin used to always talk yeah. about the lactic acid build-up of that, that early charge. And VO2 max. Yep, so for uh, for Phoenix Prince to be able to do that, he was a horse who was putting in a couple of good performances, then a dull one. Now he's putting in uh, exceptional performance back to back to back, which is excellent to see. Most important section, I think, in any code is the lead time, the early part of the race, as you just explained there, and harness mm. racing, Jason. Mm. Uh, yesterday was Redwood Day, and one of the highlights, of course, was the Derby. 28-8 was the back straight quarter. They fan a big finish coming up in the derby. Royal Charlotte claimed by Majestuoso out deep and battling on all cashed up. Out deep Majestuoso swept on by. He's only a little rocket, but he is racing away with the derby. And he comes on to win by 10. Second is all cashed up, I think, just in front of... Majestuoso is my new favourite horse in harness racing. He's <laughs> trained by... Uh, that's a, I love him. And he's trained by Andy Gath and the great Andy Gath joins us now on RSN Central as part of Gate Speed. Good morning to you. In fact, Andy's not far. Oh, I can pretend he, I'm Andy for a bit. Funnily enough, like. Andy almost... That was a great build-up. <laughs> but Andy did say he was going to ban us after we spoke to him last time and Tornado Valley had to be scratched. So I hope this isn't a sign of things to come. I hope he hasn't actually banned us. Well, No, he hasn't because I called him yesterday because I, I said, no. Andy, I need you. It's the, it's the first show. In fact, he, he's on now. Andy, welcome to RSN Central. Yeah, thanks, Gareth. Thanks, Jason. Blake. <laughs> and congratulations. What a performance by the, your little star. Yeah, no, it was an amazing performance. And, yeah, it's great when you can train a horse like that. But I think just going forward to have a horse with that sheer type of speed, um, you know, it's great for the sport. We discussed it a few times yesterday, Andy. It is rare, isn't it, to have a trotter with that kind of speed. Now, Tornado Valley, we know he's got sort of all the weaponry and you've had so many great trotters over the year, none better than uh, Kukaracha. But this horse, just the capacity to come three wide, three back, and he was in front so early that Kate got to do one of the most casual little salutes you'll ever see in your entire <laughs> life. Like. It, was, it, was, it was Waverly like It was beautiful stuff, but he absolutely just cruised to the line. And I even mentioned to you that he, I think pre-race, that he's the kind of horse that's seems like once he hits the front, maybe he knocks off, just, you know, minds his own business, but he, he, he powered to the line yesterday. Yeah, no, definitely. He sort of, um, the week before, he sort of probably ran out a little bit. I had a Murphy blind on the inside and sort of he ran out a bit. That's probably why he sort of lost momentum and took it off him this week. But, yeah, no, he was really strong to the line. And, yeah, again, it's, it's a race that we thought we could win, but I thought the best way of winning it was just sitting back and it's hard to be patient on the horse when the tempo's a little bit slow early. But, um, you know, we had faith in his speed that he'd just be too quick for him up the straight and he got the job done, which was a great thrill for both of us. Love talking harness racing with you, with you Andy, because I think you appreciate really good horses and exciting horses. But to see what your trotter did there yesterday, and, I, that, and I've mentioned it a few times on this show already, I love a standard bred that can come from behind and have that turn of foot because we don't get to see it too much, especially in the bigger races. And he's just so exciting with that turn of foot. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, he's a great horse. Tonado Valley is. He's won most of his races in front and he sort of leads and wins by about a metre or whatever. And it's great for me to win those races. But, you know, looking on, it's probably not that exciting and we like to see exciting racing. So to have a horse with that type of speed and talent uh, going forward, you know, it's going to be great for the future, hopefully. You mentioned Tornado Valley, Andy, and he was back uh, with a bang yesterday as well. It's probably 
um, silly thing to try and read into horse psychology and whatnot uh, from my end particularly, but just looking at the last 50 metres and the replay and the close-up, he was sort of... He looked like he was toying with them a little bit. And I know you probably don't want to be arrogant about it, but he was chewing he's, he was chewing the bit and he was moving his ears around. Did you think it was a pretty soft win in hindsight? Yeah, I sort of watched that race sort of halfway down the straight and I don't know, just looking at him, watching his ears moving and everything. Yeah, he looked quite comfortable and quite at ease actually halfway down the straight that he was doing it well within himself. Uh, again, you know, he's a great horse. He knows how to win, but for some reason when he leads, he doesn't win by much. But any time he's won by a margin, it's when he's been back in the field. And, and going forward, the way the the barrier draws are structured, going forward, you know, he's going to draw the back row most of the time. So that's where he's going to have to come win from. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was very pleasing. He's got a lot more weight and condition on this time in. We're a little bit concerned that he might have been underdone uh, going into that race. We had him ready to go a fortnight ago. We had to sort of scratch him and, he had a, you know, sort of probably had an easy week. But, yeah, no, very pleasing, very relieving to, uh, to see him perform like he did yesterday at Maribyrnong. Gareth, when you took over the show, you wanted to be a yeah. game changer. You wanted to hear new content on the show. That's the first time I've heard about ears moving and <laughs> chewing your bits in the final 150 minutes. So we're already turning it on its head. You did mention, Andy, I'm not sure whether too many people would have heard it, but you did mention yesterday you were a bit cheeky in the post-race with Majestuoso saying in 12 or 18 months' time he might be challenging Tornado Valley for best Australian trotter. Well, I'm going to put the hard question on you here. Let's fast forward. Let's get in the time machine. Let's get the flux capacity going in about 18 months' time. Which horse would you rather have? Now, this, oh. is, a very, now, this is a hard question. And he, we need to put this to Andy. Which one would you rather have in 18 months' time out of Tornado Valley and Majestuoso? Uh, one's a pleasure to train, one's a headache. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I like the excitement machine. I go with Majestuoso. Hey, Andy, what about the Sydney Swans? Yeah, we're just building for yeah. next year, Gareth. Only fair. And uh, have you got any winners for us on RSN Central coming up this week? And I haven't told you yet, but I'm about to put a contract to Andy Gath. He'll play a major <laughs> part on this show. Uh, maybe once once a week or every second week. Are we going to talk numbers yeah. on here? What, 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 what are you offering? Well, What's on the table? Depends how many winners he tips us that we oh, can right. probably yeah. Yeah, sort yeah. out a deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I'm on 1% what you get, Gareth, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> any winners coming up, Andy? Oh, I haven't got a lot in this. We've got a couple of racing smart Bendigo. They're sort of they're not superstars, but they're both performing quite well. Uh, Cordovar went pretty good last start, and she's a tricky bridge. You know, they're both in races that they, even though they're drawn a bit awkward, but they're both in races that they can win. I reckon. And I love how we chat to Wendy, but Kate gets no credit at all. She does all the work at home, <laughs> drives them, and then drives them in the race. And and got one more winner than Andy yesterday because drove Norm McVitie's first yeah. trotter that he's ever had in his life. I reckon wow. Magic Owens and Kate just went straight up the inside and won for Norm McVitie, who's you know a bit of a local up there at Maryborough. So um, Kate won the day basically. Andy, Andy was just sit a down, Andy. Yeah, I know. She always got to show me up. Yeah. Well done, Andy. Thanks for joining us on RSN Central. Thanks a lot, guys. There's Andy Gath. It's 12.43. You're with Gareth Hall, Blake Redden and Jason Bonington on this Monday afternoon. Now, boys, we've got a winner at Forbes today. Um, on Form Express, it's our new form show here mm-hmm. on RSN Central every day from 11 to 11.30. We had a chat to Harry White, who was keen on Duntroon Man, and that Brett Thompson said that Greg Ryan rang him up to ride this galloper today. So he's $6 into around, what, $4.20 now, I think, with tab.com.au. So he might be worth something each way in the opening race there at Forbes. I can tell you, when I was just warming the chair, uh, waiting for you to get over here, t- yep. taking the train from Perth, Gareth. Uh, I spoke to Harry White a few times. He's a good judge. Is he? he? He is a bloke we can follow going forward. So make sure when Harry White likes one, 
you uh, you get involved, particularly early in the day today when you need to make a little bit of a start. Yeah. With tab.com.au, it's $6 into four twenty. No real money for any other galloper here. Oprah tickets. Four eighty into four dollars twenty in rows of war down the bottom. Four forty into four dollars twenty. Mike, are you playing this galloper in your multi? I'm not playing okay. uh, this race. Waiting for race the race three it's in the the place multi. Okay, let's head to one of my favourite callers in Colin Hodges over there at Forbes. I don't think you can hear us. Good afternoon to you, Colin. Each year, and he's been here at every meeting. I think since Bankstown started started sponsoring over twenty uh, odd years ago. Now, done to a man is still to move in. Now, done to a man about to come up and complete the lineup for the uh, opening event here on Cup Day at Forbes. Already a good, very good crowd here, in fact. So early in the day, but uh, the last one looks as though it's about gone in here now. As we stand by from the get underway and the opening event here at Forbes. Red light comes on, they're about to jump. Off and racing, Jungle Melody out wide began well. Brave Matty was showing early pace and driving through. Was Circus Train Nangas going right through on the rails in the early stages to be very prominent. Duntroon Man was uh, moving up pretty deep, followed by Sheer the Blame Ice Vovo was back to be about third last on its outside. Rosa wore the upper tickets and Banshuri is last of all, so they settle down going down the back and Nanga takes up the running about a length now to Jungle Melody. Duntroon Man was third. Share the blame on the inside of Brave Matty. Then came Circus Train. Ice Vovo, Shadow of Mortar and Banshuri is in behind them. Followed by Upper Tickets and Rose of War had dropped the tail of the field. Nanga brings him down towards the turn of the back straight at the 800. Leads out a length and three quarters on Duntroon Man. In third place there was Jungle Melody. Brave Matty was next to all. Followed then uh, by Shadow of Mordor going quickly around the outside. Circus Train was next. Followed then uh, Ice Vovo's getting a fair way back with Sheer the Blame and then came Rose of War and Banshuri was last of all they're down towards the 500 metres now and Shadow of Mordor had gone up very fast, Nanga is battling away, Duntroon Man two off the fence and coming around them there uh, was Opera Tickets but well in the straight they come Nanga kicks back on the inside of Duntroon Man, Opera Tickets comes home well, Shadow of Mordor just inside it, Opera Tickets had raced up taken the lead from Shadow of Mordor Sheer the Blame's getting a run right up along the fence and Rose of War is down the outside with Circus Train. Here comes Rose of War finishing right over the top of them and Rose of War beat Opera Ticket. Circus Train probably got third in front of Banshuri coming home well. Share the Blame was next in then came Nanga. Shadow of Mordor followed in by Ice Vovo. Out wide there were Brave Matty and Jungle Melody was last of all. So Rose of War right down the outside defeats Oprah Tickets and uh, Cirrus Train was back in third at 10 at 3 and won the numbers there. Cranbourne's not far away, race number 5 on the program and this will kick off the first leg of the quaddy. Favourite at the moment is the one here at Cranbourne and um, that is... Valley Reaper at $3.70. Fixed odds is at $2.50. And then Shardy at $3.50. And Feisty Girl at $5.50, boys. You're going to two things. Yep. Do, you, do you remember Rosa War? The, the, the horse Rosa War defeated Sunline uh, uh, at its yep. first ever Australian not start. Really. And you're going to... <laughs> You, you, you're not. You, we're almost the same vintage, mate. You should remember, by the way. And you're gonna have to get a laptop or a, or, or an iPad to come. Why? In. It's just too hard on the phone. I like it. You like the phone? I think situation? it works well. For, it's it's very Gareth. 
It is very Gareth, and he's doing a magnificent job as always. But I just think I, I don't see why you handicap yourself with sixty three in a race like that. But anyway, okay, I have got a iPad in front of me, but it's a little hard to, <laughs> to work out in the early part because it's can't get the passcode. Yeah, I can't, and, no, it's, and it's, they it's won't difficult. give it to you. No, they won't. They won't. Um, so we're not far away. The watchdog he likes one, five, six, and three, and then Mackay's not far away. That first race on the program, boys. What's your best bet there today at Warrigal once again, Blake? Well, I was uh, buoyed by Ray Woods joining you and saying that he thought Arg was too short at a dollar thirty-five. So I'm sticking with race seven, number three. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, yeah, Christian Jazz will go close. Nah, today's my Sabbath day. I, I had a big yeah. day at Maryborough. I haven't looked too much at Warrigal. I'll have a little bit when I get back. I'm going to duck back to Geelong now and have a bet on Warrigal, but I can't give you anything too much right now, Gary. No, thanks for that. Sorry, hey, mate. Jason and Blake, it's been a pleasure catching up with mm. you for the first gate speed. We're going to go to Cranbourne. Here's Craig Evans.